0: All right, we're approaching that bowl game real quick here. So today we're going to talk about the keys to beating Syracuse in the pinstripe bowl and going to 4-0 and o under P.J. Flick. Okay, you no are locked happens, on Golden Gophers. No matter what we're going to do here, we're just going to keep rowing. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota uh, Golden out, Gophers. However it turns out, we're just going to keep rowing. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're just going to keep rowing, keep rowing, and keep rowing. You're listening to Locked On Golden Gophers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Kane Robb, host of the podcast, former collegiate football video coordinator and recruiting assistant here to talk Golden Gophers with you. Each and every day of the week, Monday through Friday. Now today we're talking about the keys to beating Syracuse in the pinstripe bowl. But first be sure to hit subscribe down below on YouTube and leave a comment about what you like about the channel, what you want to see improved and what questions you have moving forward. Now, we're going to talk about the Gophers and the Syracuse game. Currently, the Gophers are favored by a touchdown versus Syracuse in the Pinstripe Bowl, and you love to see that. You love to see the confidence, but also, we got to talk about the key players on each side of the ball as we do each time we do these breakdowns. And we're going to have two on offense and two on defense. But before we get into that, let's learn about Syracuse as a defense overall. They have a pretty good pass defense. It will be another great test for Ethan kelly Manis heading into a major offseason in which he will have the keys, in which he will be the guy, and in which 2023 looks like it's going to be a true test. So, This defense should be a great test into moving into that offseason and hopefully springboarding some momentum into the offseason. They have the 19th ranked pass defense in the entire nation, and that's while facing quarterbacks like DJ Uangalele, like Jordan Travis, like Sam Hartman, like Brennan Armstrong, like Aiden O'Connell, all of those guys. Legit quarterback talents that have shown out across the college football landscapes. And... Having played all those guys, still came out with the 19th ranked defense when it comes to pass defense in the nation. Now, on top of that, they have beat Purdue, whom we've lost to. They beat NC State, a team that we were just saying we wanted to play in the Dukes-Mayo Bowl. And you have them playing fairly well against all these teams. In fact, they lost to Clemson by less than a touchdown, in which Clemson was rated as the number five team in the country at that point in time. Overall, their rushing defense is the 65th rushing defense in the nation. Still haven't really seen if Mo will officially be playing in this game or not. Now, by the time you hear this, maybe it is broken. I'll be have I'll be finishing up my honeymoon trip and hopefully back with you all live and in color, uh, about a day from when you hear this podcast. But like I said, At this moment in time, from me recording this, we have not heard if Mo will be playing in the game or not, so we could see a lot of Zach Evans. Now, overall, it's not a team to overlook, and they also have a very capable an NFL talent level running back of their own in Sean Tucker. If he ends up playing in this game, it's going to be a big one. You still got to pull it out. It's in cold weather, so it doesn't hurt the Gophers because we're used to playing in that cold weather. In fact, you can practice in the elements here in state outside in order to prep yourself for the bowl game. So it's not an advantage for Syracuse playing in their home state, but Let's get to the players in which we need to step up in this game for the Minnesota Golden Gophers in order to have the best shot at winning this matchup. Now, the first one I want to talk about on the offensive side of ball is Zach Evans. That's right. The true freshman who has only seen snaps in one game is one of my key players for this week, and that is because of the unknown of Mo Ibrahim playing or not. And even if he is to play, I still think Zach Evans gets work in this one. Now, maybe he isn't as much of a key if, or a focus player if Mo Ibrahim plays, but I do think he's going to get some reps, get some looks and get some momentum heading into that off season Like we've talked about, we still haven't had an official confirmation on Mo. So we're still waiting on that, but replacing an all American running back is not, easy. It's no simple task by any means. So it would open the door to at least get a look at what the future could entail. Now we saw a little bit at the end of the Northwestern game in which Zach Evans had that quick agility, he had quick acceleration, he had great cuts, and that was just on six carries where he had 30 yards and a touchdown, but it was nice. You love to see the explosion, but the acceleration getting to that second gear was so impressive, and I think it's something that will be very advantageous for the Gophers moving forward. He's a player that can really break off a home run. Touchdown run that we haven't seen in quite some time. Now, I'm sure Trayson Potts will still get some looks. I'm sure Bryce Williams will still get some looks. They'll get work, but I would not be surprised to see Zach Evans be worked in since he will keep his red shirt status regardless. Now, even if Mo does play, I believe it will be at least in a limited fashion because he's still got the bowl game to prep for and I really think it's just to get him those records that he is so well earned. And then maybe you, if you, if you have a lead well in hand, or if he's feeling even slightly tweaked in any way, you pull him off, you get Evans on, you get some of these other guys on the field. And I think Evans will still see the opportunity on a team that loves to tote the rock against a defense that struggles to stop it. And that is a key. So Zach Evans is player number one. Now player number two for the offense is none other than the Greek gunslinger himself, Ethan calliak Last we saw him, he balled out. And I think this pass defense is a quality pass defense that we're about to play against. So we will absolutely need some success through the air. But I think that can come from opening it up on the ground. Now, tomorrow's episode, we're going to be talking about how Syracuse has been beat and the commonalities in their wins and their losses, and rushing is a huge part. So, I think we're actually going to run a lot in order to open up the passing game, but having the quarterback to do it, I think, is still going to go a long way. And, like I said, We saw a glimpse of that passing effort and the talent there against Wisconsin, and that's a glimpse of what could be in 2023, and you're going to want to see a little bit more of that in this bowl game. Now, we saw it briefly in the Wisconsin game. We got a taste, and now the fans want more. The Greek gunslinger is indeed slinging that ball. He was slinging it all around at Camp Randall. And this could be a prime opportunity to close the year on a positive note with the wider receiver room as well and get some more looks on who might be guys that need to be featured next year and who might be guys that maybe aren't just up to that ability or a big part of the future moving forward. So that will be telling in this bowl game as well. So the two players on offense, Zach Evanson, Ethan, Kelly McManus, no surprise on Ethan, but a little bit of surprise with Zach. Now on the defensive side of ball, the first player I want to talk about is Beanie Bishop. This game could be a big audition for a full-time job as a starter next season with both T Ttime T time going on to professional levels and trying to get drafted in the NFL and flip Dixon having left the program in the transfer portal. Now whether he's playing slot reps or whether he's playing outside reps is still to be determined. But I think this is an early chance for Beanie to try and stake claim into the open roles that will be coming up. There are younger guys on the team that are still going to want to Push for opportunities as well, but I believe that Ryan Stapp and Beanie Bishop are the first guys to have the first shot at establishing themselves, and I look for Beanie Bishop to continue to thrive and have success and really stake his claims on the job in this one. So he is my first player on defense, and the second player on defense is Ja Joyner. The defensive line had a rough year with brief success on creating pressure, but this Syracuse team has given up so much QB pressures and so many sacks. The Gophers have given up 13 sacks. It's like 13th in the nation, somewhere in there. Don't quote me 100% on that one. But the Syracuse Orange have given up 40 sacks on the season. Quite the difference and so we need players to really get home even in their wins and their losses tons of sacks in a lot of those games now when they have fewer sacks they're tending to win the game more often but even in some of those wins they gave up six sacks six in a single game so i expect the gophers to be able to get home on this one and i think Josh joiner is going to be a large part of finding that success he's made huge huge strides over the season and from the Purdue game and on his snaps went up and up and up to a game high of snaps versus Wisconsin. Last year's bowl game was Jod ja Joyner's welcoming party to the Gophers. He got his first sack ever in that game. And this year could be his come. This year's bowl game could be his coming out party. Let's go out there and get multiple sacks in one game. Let's create crazy pressure and take that next step to be a dominating edge piece that this Gophers team desperately needs Moving forward. So now is the time for him to do that. His pass rush grade this past season was a 79.5 and his overall grade was a 79.7. So he's right on the verge of those 80s. And those 80s are where you see some of the better players in the conference and in the nation consistently getting to. So Josh Joyner is on the verge of hitting that cusp. And I'm looking for him to take that step in this bowl game. Now, the Golfers need a win to have back to back nine plus win seasons. That's something that hasn't been done since 1904, 1905, quite a while. And the time needs to come to an end. We need to end that streak now and get those nine to back to back nine plus win seasons by winning this bowl game. So, we're going to talk about how we do that. What are the keys for that moving forward? But first, a word from our friends over at bet online bet online like i said they're who brought me the numbers when it comes to this game and the gophers being favored in this pinstripe bowl you can find who is favored in each and every bowl game over at bet online in fact they even have the numbers on which conferences the lines for conference wins In these bowl games, the big 10 comes in at four and a half wins. That is the line. So if you think the big 10 can win more than four or more than four games in these bowl games, then you're going to want to go over and take the over. If you don't think that's the case, then smash the under. But I do think that the big 10 can walk away with more than four. In fact, I do believe that. One one of Michigan or Ohio State will get the dub. I believe it'll probably be Michigan. Then on top of that, Penn State is no slough. Utah is going to be tough, but they have a good matchup there. You've got Iowa playing Kentucky, and Kentucky doesn't have Will Levis. You've got the Gophers taking on Syracuse and they should be able to pull that one out. Wisconsin's got a matchup. Illinois's got a matchup. So be sure to go over to Bet Online to check out those bowl games and see what you think the best lines are over at Bet Online where the game starts. All right. So let's jump in. Let's talk about the three main keys on how the Gophers can come out with a win in this ballgame. And honestly, the first key in this one to me is something that maybe a lot of Gophers fans don't want to hear, but it's run the rock. Run the rock down Syracuse throats because Syracuse has struggled immensely to stop the run. And you know what? The Gophers are very, very good at running the football, no matter who's back there. But if Moe's back there, game over. Comp this to win. I'm not even going to play games with you. Game over if Moe is playing. But if he's not, I really think we're going to need Zach Evans in this one. And I do think he will be a key player, like I mentioned in the last segment. But this team, when they can stop the run, they typically end up winning these games. When they can hold the team to under 150 rushing yards, they typically can walk away with the win. But in those games outside of that, they're typically letting teams run for 200 to 300 rushing yards. And you know what? Our running backs and even Ethan should have a field day running the ball. So helping that run game as well, getting that, finding the holes and generating that pressure on the ground should open up passing opportunities for Ethan to continue to show progress and ball out. So I think it's huge, but the running game is where we have to establish it, which should play in the Gophers favor. Now, point number two is strike first, strike hard, no mercy, Cobra kying it. I've said it a couple times this year, and this game is no, no, it's no different. We need to strike first. We need to get on the board first. The Gophers, when they score first, they typically are doing better in the games than they are when when they don't score first. I mean, when we don't score first, when we find ourselves in holes, that's when the games can get out of hand or it gets closer than it needs to be. If the Gophers can score first, they typically can create a wider advantage early on and then really play the style of ball and the time possession keeping that they like to do. But when we're down 7-0, 10-0, all of a sudden, the games end up finishing probably more like a one-score game. There's lots of comeback. You need throwing. And we, we all want to see Ethan throw the ball. I'm not going to lie to you there. But I want to see the Gophers dominate the Syracuse team like they should. And in order to do that, they have to score the ball first. The trend is that way for this Gophers team. If you don't score first, it's probably going to be a real tight game. If you do score first, you might go and blow a team out. That's kind of what it has been for the Gophers in this season thus far. And I would much rather them blow a team out. Show them, you know, you should have picked us for a warm, higher caliber bowl game. We had a couple screw ups this year, but this team is legit. So go out there, show it, show it, Cobra Kai, these guys, and I'm all for it. Punch them in the mouth, score it, run it down their throats, control the clock. And that's how we're going to do it. So point number one, run the ball down their throats, run, 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 ground game, ground and pound, do what you do best. Point number two, score first, strike first, strike hard, no mercy. And then the third and final point that we need to do, the key to this game, is re-establish the no-fly zone. Syracuse is a middle, middling passing team, and they're also a middling running team, but the departures of this Gophers team, losing a Flip Dixon, who knows if we don't have full word on if Howden's going to play if. Uh, Terrell Smith is going to play in this bowl game, or if they're strictly going to be focusing on prepping for their NFL hopeful time, hopefully being drafted for their bowl games, for their showcases, they might be prepping for something like that. And so they might not play in this game, especially with it being in a colder climate. So who knows if they're going to play in that. That means we might have a lot of different faces playing uh, at key DB positions. I don't care. I don't care if we have new faces, they need to be able to step in and recreate the no fly zone. And that will be a perfect example of how this secondary might look in 2023. And if there are struggles, if there is issues, then maybe that tells you, Hey, we still got a little time on this transfer window and we need to push for cornerback hard. That'll be a great, again, audition for some of these guys to show they can either step up and be those guys, or do we need to look to add more to that room? Now, Will any true freshman get some snaps? Who plays the nickel? Will Howden and T-Time play? Or if not, who are going to see those key minutes? It doesn't matter. Regardless of who's back there, they have to maintain that no-fly zone. And that will be a key in Minnesota's success. Now, when Tyler Newbin announced that he was coming back, he did say that he would be available for the bowl game, or at least Coach Fleck did in the press conference. So hopefully we will see him back there. We will see Justin Wally. So there will be some staples of consistency. But... We got to see who else is back there and they have to hold it down, the mantra that has been set before them. Now, is losing to Syracuse a possibility? Is it? We're going to talk about that coming up next. The team may have been on a five-game losing streak prior to their final game, but they are no cakewalk. Things to be cautious with in this pinstripe bowl coming up next. But first, a message from the NHTSA you're hanging out with some friends and you're putting back a few drinks, a few become a few more, and as the evening comes to an end, people start to head out and you're thinking of calling for a ride. Nah, you live nearby, you may, you'll you make it home okay, it's no big deal. What are the odds you'll be pulled over anyway? And even so, what's the worst thing that could happen? Your insurance goes up, you lose your license, you lose your job, Total to your car, you kill someone. Everyone knows about the risks of drunk driving and the results are often tragic and deadly. However, that still doesn't stop everyone from getting behind the wheel while under the influence. That's why police officers are out there right now looking for impaired drivers who are on our roads to save lives. So if you're thinking about having a few drinks and then driving, think again, play it safe and plan to get a ride ahead. It only takes one mistake to change your life or someone else's forever drives over or get pulled over. All right, we're wrapping this bad boy up. And do not underestimate this Syracuse team. I repeat, do not underestimate this Syracuse team. They're looking to win a bowl game in their home state in their first bowl game played since 2018. Now they've had 2018, 2013, 2012, 2011 are their last bowl game appearances. And I believe they've won of all. So do not underestimate this team because when they do get to the bowl games, they tend to try and show out. And this one's at home. They're going to have a home field advantage. I don't care about, it's a neutral site at the Yankee stadium. No, it's in New York. They have to drive like 20 miles to get to the stadium. So it's going to be a home game for them. So do not underestimate them. Now, don't get me wrong. This should be a very winnable game. But this team has taken on some serious teams and contended with a few of them. They beat Purdue, who won the Big Ten West. They beat a ranked North Carolina State team. They beat a ranked number five, or they didn't beat them, but they hung in there with a ranked number five Clemson team and only lost by six points. Now, if Mo is playing, you better believe they're going to be selling out to try and stop Mo Ibrahim. Now, we know, Iowa knows, you can't always do that. Even if you sell out, you probably can't stop him. The only team that held him under 100 yards this year was Wisconsin, and even then, his ankle was banged up pretty bad from earlier play. So you can't stop the beast. If he's on the field, you can try, but it's not guaranteed. But that will likely be the focus that they try to take away. And additionally, they have a very good pass defense and they won't be making the mistake of underestimating Ethan Kalliak-Manus after seeing the Battle of the Axe and the Gophers storming in and taking it again at Camp Randall. This is the perfect opportunity to see a glimpse of the future with the head coach and the offensive coordinator and defensive coordinator all returning for the Gophers, plus the future at quarterback in full swing with Ethan. And the players are looking to take a shot at pros, at the pros potentially, guys like maybe Mo, but Jordan Howden, T-Time, uh, they might not be playing in this one. We We don't know for sure yet. And with transfer players gone as well, Flip Dixon, Braylon Oliver, guys who played key starting minutes, now is the first time to get a glimpse at what that next leaders could look like in 2023, who those next players to step up could be. Maybe we'll see a Maverick Baranowski back there. Maybe we'll see a Tyler Stolsky back there getting a couple reps. I'm not saying they're going to play the whole game, but... It'll be exciting to see what players can get on the field and make something of themselves. Maybe we get to see Anthony Smith. Maybe he's made strides throughout this entire season in the weight room, in the strength and conditioning, in the go rofers periods. So now is the time to see what the future holds. Four and O in bowl games is on the line. Another nine one season is on the line, and the future outlooks are being formed. It may not have been the season we expected. The outcomes might not have been what we wanted, but it is still something to scrap for and end the 2023 season with, or 2022 season with a bang, a stamp, and mark it as a success or somewhat of a success. Never giving up and always fighting forward. That is what this game is. So the Gophers need to put it together. They need to play their best. They need to come out with a win and continue to build this program up and trending towards progress that's going to do it for us on today's episode of locked on golden gophers i thank you so much for your time be sure to hit subscribe down below tomorrow we're going to talk about the commonalities in syracuse's losses and their wins what are the things that show themselves to be consistent across those types of results for syracuse coming up tomorrow be sure to hit subscribe i'll see you then roll the boat sky you go Gophers.